0: Thank you. Welcome back to Black Girl Meets Pop Culture. I'm your host, Zoe, and today we'll be discussing Superman Lois Season 2, Episode 12, titled Lies That Bind. Before we get into this episode, as per usual, I'd like to remind you to follow this podcast on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts. And when you do so, don't forget to hit the notification bell so you get notifications every time I post. Secondly, you can follow me on Instagram at blackgirl underscore meets underscore pop culture for further information about this podcast. And finally, you can financially support this podcast starting just 99 cents. The link will be in the description down below let's start with the terribly written synopsis while Jordan and Jonathan question whether Lois and Clark are telling them the complete story Natalie tries to get Sarah to acknowledge Jordan I say this is a terrible synopsis because that's like one third of what happens and not even the main focal point the main focal point of the episode is the repercussions of what happened last episode when Clark decides to tell Lana who he really is that he's Superman and so I want to break this episode down by the three main three main stories uh story points You got an a a story b story c story C stories with the kids and I don't think I'll be addressing that too much, but the a story let's start with Lana and Clark, which spills over into Lana Clark and lois so what I enjoyed about the Lana and Clark stuff I mean I feel like lana has and had the um she has a right to feel how she feels, and I feel like the reaction that she had was very appropriate um Initially, the initial reaction that she had was very uh, appropriate. I understand the disbelief. And also, I think Lana's struggle to understand and comprehend Clark being Superman is also, I think she's also like, Clark could have been my husband. <laughs> and she kind of points that out when she's like, Why didn't you um come back? Like, cause he, he leaves Smallville to find himself and we see then next season one where he goes through Fortress of Solitude and all this stuff. Um, so she's like, why didn't you come back? And he says that he did, but he saw that she was already with Kyle. And so you can tell probably that in Lana's mind, if with everything going on with, with Kyle cheating and everything that has gone on in their, in their marriage and the dissolving of their marriage, I'm sure she's wondering if I was with Clark, would this happen and probably if I was with Clark, this would not happen because he's a much more stand up guy than Kyle. Um, so I'm sure that's going on in the back of her mind. And I think that ties into her reaction to Lois when she says to Lois, like, you know, I could forgive Clark, but I can't forgive you. And I thought that was just a whole bunch of nonsense. You know, it really gave me Smallville vibes. I think of small I think it's season four when um, Clark doesn't slash gets married like he gets slash doesn't get married to Alicia um and he's like and his mom's mad and I'm like he, he she drugged him because because in the show he he's affected by red kryptonite blase blase she drugged him for gosh sakes basically and you're mad at your son for doing something he had no control over because she drugged him all right it's you know I don't even want to get there because I'm not trying to censor the word but it's like if somebody took advantage of somebody and they're like, why'd you do it? And you're like, they took advantage of me. That's the type of foolishness Smallville was on in that in that in that episode. And it reminded me it took me all the way back to watching Smallville when Lana shows up to Lois and like, you know, I, I, I was mad at Clark and I could be mad at Clark. But I'm now I'm, I'm toward I'm focusing my anger and frustration towards you now. And I thought that was a load of crap. And it was so funny in the next scene after um super uh clark because he has so many names clark cal superman anyway when clark goes to talk to tau she's like you know who lana's mad at me and it makes no sense and i'm like thank you for pointing out the obvious because it made absolutely no sense because like I understood why because Clark is her childhood best friend and could have been her childhood sweetheart. She doesn't want to be mad at him. She wants to be mad at seemingly the person that corrupted him. You know, he was fine in Smallville. He goes to um, Metropolis and comes back to Smallville. He's a whole different person, you know. So obviously I understand why she's directing it towards um, Lois, but I was just, I just thought that was lazy. I thought it was lazy and the reason I thought it was lazy I mean Lois points it out she's like just women pitting themselves against each other I'm like yes why would you do that in the writing there's no reason to do it it's so avoidable but they chose to do it I digress (laughs) but overall and I know I'm crapping on this one part of this um the one part of this story but I did enjoy it and I enjoyed that the end that uh Lana comes to her senses in the words of jonathan larson she comes to her senses and realizes okay if i was in this situation i might have made some similar um choices and i I just can't believe she blamed lois for having to lie to kyle i'm like clark told you he's the head of his household so even if lois egged him on he has the final say presumably he, he has the final say in whether he's gonna tell you or not so i'm like he has more blame to play in this than she does anyway i know i'm ragging on this one part of this of the plot of of that part of the plot but i did enjoy it and i enjoyed that or not i wouldn't say enjoyed but enjoyed it as a story but broke my heart as a viewer who loves these characters is that lana had to make a tough decision and say I can't be with you guys, like not romantically, but like I can't hang out with you guys anymore. It's not the same. Especially if my children are at risk resc- and we have an alternate version of me coming after me. Or an alternate version of John Well, yeah, an alternate version of Jonathan coming after me and my kids and da 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 I can't deal with that. And I that is where I could understand. The other foolishness with Lois, crap. But overall when it came when it capped at the end i could truly understand for uh, lana but I also felt for clark i felt for lois um because i'm sure there's secrets in life that we all have that we're afraid to share out of fear that the person's perception of us who we tell the secret to their perception of us is going to change and our relationship is going to change um sometimes Well, I would argue honesty is the best policy, but also, um, when you tell secrets, it strengthens relationships and maybe for now it is a damper on their relationship, but I'm sure going on, uh, this is strengthening their relationship. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure I've actually seen some stuff with, uh, Sarah and, um, uh, Jordan about what happens later on. And so, um, in like identities and stuff learning some of the truth and stuff so I can understand how that would happen occur there too I mean you could even argue with Kyle and Sarah and 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 um Sarah finding out that her father stepped outside his marriage on on his on on her mother you could say you can argue that has strengthened their relationship as well because now she's paying more attention to her father and um, wanting to take care of them or just be there for him um, because after the secret. So I'm sure Clark and um, Lois wanted to have that same reaction, but it was impossible. At least not now. So overall, I do enjoy this part of the story. I just wish it was executed a little bit better, but I think it was done well towards the end. Now let's get into Tal and Cal. So this part... No, when I talk about these things about this episode, I'm not crapping on this episode. I'm crapping on certain story beats that I think make no sense, but I'm not crapping on the episode as a whole. Because I think this is, it could have been a 5 out of 5. It's not. I'm giving you a little a foreshadow. It's not a five out of five. It could have been a five out of five if it wasn't for s- nonsense with the kids, kind of, and um the stuff with, with Lana. But overall, I like I like this part with Tal and Cal. I mean, every time Tal is on, you know I love it. Uh, Tal is my favorite character in the show. He's also very good to look at. Anyway, um, <laughs> I loved when Clark is talking to his brother about, like, I, I need your help for this and and um he's like okay okay he's like okay cool i'm sure i can get your t- approval through somebody else's approval and, and and i love how clark is like pacing back and forth just waiting for lois to get home He's like okay can we talk about something and um tal is there with flowers like that is so adorable that is so cute like he stole my heart right there <laughs> also i love how he, his infatuation with his wife did you meet my wife <laughs> this is what i love about this show like the humor i was literally thinking about this or this morning when talking about when in preparation for talking about this episode i'm like the humor of this show is so good it's not over the top mcu humor where stuff just has to be funny for the sake of being funny this actually makes sense you know (laughs) um yeah so when discussing tal and cal's relationship in this episode i mainly want to talk about the stuff with sam lane and um John Henry gosh Jordan I mean Jonathan and John uh yeah Jonathan and John Henry oh my gosh it's so complicated the 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 keep straight but anyway I got to call them the full name so we all know who I'm talking about but the scene was Sam Lane and John Henry I enjoyed it because they're talking about sealing off the portal that that clark went through the previous episode to go to the bizarro world they're talking about sealing it off and clark's like we can't do that because there's other people on the other side and they're like yeah well sucks for them we gotta save our own and i'm just thinking i remember watching it and i'm like i feel like clark's visceral reaction to we can't do that is probably in relation to krypton you know his father tried to save Krypton. You know, um, or uh, I'm not entirely sure about in this canon, but in canon in general, what we know about Superman's origin is roughly that his father Jor El predicted that Krypton was coming to its end, and he tried to convince people, and they didn't listen to him. So he sent his son in a rocket ship, and uh, you know he ended up on 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 Earth. So I, I feel some there's some connection there where like Clark wants to be Jor El in the sense of trying to save people before it's too late. And now uh Sam Lane and uh John Henry are the people opposing him and be like it's too late or rather in the case of comparing to uh jor it's it's not our problem. It's not something to worry about. Just it there's nothing there. What are you talking about? And so I feel like clark being so adamant about it it's not just because he's superman but it's because he's kryptonian and this has happened before and he doesn't want it to happen again and i'm sure he's also thinking what if it was us <laughs> their their world has no superman what if we were in the reverse position where um Allie is in our world and she could do whatever she wants you know so i feel like that's that's what um and i understand and I'm, I'm i was thinking too i was like john like the same thing happened to your world you don't want that to happen to another world right where your world ceased to exist I I bet you would hate for that to happen in another world as well right in a better world huh now, uh call back to Wednesday's episode go check that out talk about remembering Kevin right? anyway um yeah and I enjoy I always enjoy seeing superman and Tao road team up it's just it's just heaven uh those actors and i want to talk about tyler hecklin in a second but those actors are just very good like everybody in this cast is amazing but it's just something about when they're together it's something that you really feel that brother dynamic even though they just found out that they were brothers side note so they're talking about destroying the pendant and i'm just like Superman can't you use your solar flare power and I was thinking I was like does he ever use a solar flare and because that's Superman's new power if you like 2015 he had a new power where he has a solar flare a solar flare he like explodes but like not explodes but it expels his power and it takes him a while to recharge he, he remains powerless because he's expelling all of the uh, red I'm mean, me, yellow solar energy so he becomes powerless for a, a, a brief bit so I was like did he do that in the show? And he did. He did it last season. I forgot against who, but I remember he did it last season. And then he went to the Fortress of Solitude. And then that's when Tal found out about his family. And And it's a good callback because in this episode, he says, when I found out that you, my brother, my younger brother had a family and I did not, and I, I was hunted and you weren't, I grew jealous. And so I, I." it's a good callback to that episode in particular where they read it where well, Tal is in Clark's memories and experience, experiencing everything that he experienced. And so I was like, why not just use your solar flare power? Like, you haven't tried that. And if you two are so powerful together, why not just solar flare together, you know? Dragon Ball Z, solar flare. They didn't do that, but they did destroy it. But I digress. Um, just, a, just a tad nitpick. But of course, I always loved the relationship between Tal and Cal, and I don't know what happened to Tao isn't it interesting though he keeps getting screwed over he almost died in the episode where with anderson where anderson snapped bizarro's neck or whatever and then he dies at the end of this episode but his bizarro version dies and this that and the towel cannot get a good rap you know he just always gets screwed over anyway let's get to the kids i want to i do want to talk about tyler hecklin i'm going to mark that so I do not forget because sometimes I say I want to talk about this and I never do <laughs> so do the kids the kids in this episode eh, kind of annoying but whatever I do like the sibling relationship they all have and you think about it they are technically siblings they have the same mother different father from a different earth I don't know how like the DNA would work on this earth but um I do enjoy their sibling relationship and I did enjoy Natalie this episode I know I uh Get on her a lot, and I just think, and this is why I'm upset about the Lana and Lois stuff. I just think sometimes the writing, specifically for the female characters, is hot garbage and can you know, hot garbage is extreme. I think it's subpar, hot garbage at worst, subpar at best. And I just think because you have, especially Lois and Lana, like they are such uh, they're so important to the character of Superman. And it really disheartens me when you mess with those characters. You think even in in um Zack Snyder's universe, like with even with Ma Kent, where she's like, "You don't own this. You don't owe this. Mm, you don't owe this world a thing. You never did." I despise that line because that's not something she would say. So all of this is just a trigger. <laughs> it's like getting. Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane wrong which they have in the past and I've talked about it um it just bothers me because these characters are very, especially these female characters are so pivotal to the character of Superman um so yeah yeah, you want to talk about never mind yeah so um yeah <laughs> the kids stuff yeah and I, it, it, it's fine for me I mean it's cool that uh, Natalie's building a new suit. Whatever, don't really care. But cool, um I do like the pop culture references in this episode. It, it's hilarious. Like I'm talking about where where Jonathan was like, yeah, the world's gonna end, and then Natalie was like, ignore him, and he's just he's just reading a lot of Greta Thunberg tweets. <laughs> and, and then um, Sophie uh sarah's sister is like sniper wolf has a new video let's go watch it which apparently sniper wolf is in some trouble right now but i digress <laughs> and then when um kyle takes sarah to the bar you see um she's he's like oh yeah this is how like billy just got started right <sighs> i love kyle when he's not cheating anyway i want to get to tyler hecklin because i was thinking about this fairly recently <clears throat> and um I was thinking about this fairly recently. It's just crazy to me. I think Tyler Hecklin is one of the best on-screen Supermans we've had. I think he was better than Brandon Ralph. I believe that's how he pronounces his name. Um, um yes, I I I believe he's better than Brandon Ralph. I don't know if I can say he's better than um Tom Welling. And the reason is Tom Welling played Superman for 10 years. I mean, my god. You know, it's uh it's hard to compete. But I would say he's even better than Henry Cavill. Now, Henry Cavill had a whole bunch of hot garbage that he had to work off of. And it's not fair to compare it. Truthfully, it, it really isn't. But he is, I would say Tyler Hecklin is the modern day. And I know this is a bold claim. He's the modern day Chris Reeves. He is a Chris Reeve for my generation that never watched Superman the movie. Now I've seen Superman the movie; it's an amazing movie. Love the movie, but for those in my generation, Gen Z, who haven't necessarily seen Superman the movie, this is their Superman. I mean, it's sad that that Superman Lois got canceled after the third season, especially with the what the you know what um they have James Gunn doing in DC. But this was a mistake to cancel this show especially with Tyler Hecklin, he's so good. I mean this the especially in that first scene when he's talking to Lana and you see him, him fidgeting with his fingers, his hands because he's nervous. You know, he's Superman, he's the most powerful person on a person on a planet and yet he's vulnerable and yet day-to-day interactions impact him in a way that that you wouldn't even comprehend for someone like him and he portrays it so well like if he didn't portray once again just that subtle taking off the glasses and you see his kind of stature change a bit and the struggle he has to look at lana now i'm talking about last episode and this episode a bit because those scenes tied i mean they literally happened right after each other so forgive me if i'm confusing the episodes together but there's just something about his acting it's just so incredible that perfect perfectly portrays superman um in a way that's never been portrayed before um except for actually no i would say for chris reeve and that's why i say he's our modern chris reeve because chris reeve in that one scene after the can you read my mind scene and superman drops uh, lois off and then clark comes in and then it's just all one shot and then clark comes in and Lois is changing, and you see him in one shot, one scene, change his appearance. And I talked about this in this, the episode of Best uh, Comic Book Actors, which I highly suggest you check out after this episode, where he changes his stature and appearance, and he deepens his voice, and he says, Lois, you know, at first it's Lois, but now it's Lois. He, Tyler Hecklin, has that same vibe to him. <sighs> My goodness, this guy, this guy, it's, it's crazy, because... I first knew this guy, and don't, don't y'all come after me because I even watched this show for meme. I watched it because a friend of mine wanted me to watch it. I remember Tyler Hecklin from Gosh Darn Teen Wolf as Derek, right? <laughs> as Derek. Never in a million years do I think Homeboy Derek is going to be playing Superman. I'm screaming. <sighs> yep. <laughs> um Predictions. Let's get into predictions, I guess. Um. The one prediction I have is that if John L actually merges, I think, which I, I'm not entirely sure if he will, just because, you know, John L will have to merge with Jonathan, our Jonathan. So, but if John L merges, I think he'll dethrone Allie. I don't know why, I just kind of have a feeling. Uh, but that's mainly the only prediction that... or You can also say that Tao's going to come back at the end to save, uh, to help his brother and save everybody. And maybe... Maybe even Jordan's gonna be in the, in the, in the final act since um since I mean I mean even Lois told um told Lana she's like okay we have to talk about Jordan so I'm assuming that Jordan's gonna play a, a, a important part to the ending I mean he did last season when he got taken over by Talro's father so maybe he'll play an important part this pe this season because he fought John L too so brother on brother fight again maybe I don't know but. I rate this episode a 4.5 out of 5. It was almost a 5 out of 5 if it wasn't for the nonsense that came out of Lana's mouth. Because it's just a continuation of female characters not being written as well as the male characters, in my opinion. But yes, that's all I have for you guys today. I'm so sorry it took me forever to post Superman and Lois again. I was I was going out of town and then last week I felt under the weather. Even today I was was feeling a bit under the weather as well. But I wanted, I promised, you know, I like to say I'm a woman of my word. So I, I really wanted to get this episode out because I really do enjoy this show and I want to be done talking about it. To move on to questionably Loki. Loki season two, episode one just came out yesterday. I haven't seen it yet. So maybe I'll talk about it in the pot. But yes, that's all I have for you guys today. If you enjoyed this episode, which I'm sure you did. Share it with someone you think will like it. Even someone you think won't like it. And I'll be back Monday talking about Avatar The Last Airbender. Until then, peace.